What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. The Chicago Bulls are on a three-game winning streak after defeating the San Antonio Spurs in the United Center last night. We're going to talk a little bit about that game. We're also going to talk about Patrick Williams really turning the corner and how he's put together the best 15-game stretch of his career and can he really build off on it to go for it now and be that player we really kind of wanted him to be for a couple of years now? And we're going to talk about the Bulls' playoff hopes. We're going to get into all that plus the mailbag right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot. For everything Chicago Bulls related, I'm the host, Sarah Hayes. But more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into this content for the day. So the Chicago Bulls now are on a three-game winning streak after the defeat of the San Antonio Spurs. Now, yes, this was a game that the Chicago Bulls should have taken care of business on. The San Antonio Spurs are one of the worst teams in the league, even though they have the the uh the generational talent on their team in in Wimby and they also have one of the best coaches in NBA history in Greg Popovich but this is a team that's learning how to win they have pieces that are probably still going to be on that team when they do turn it around to being a good team but as of right now this team is a bad team but the Chicago Bulls were coming off the second of a back-to-back right and the Bulls coming into this game had only won on one back-to-back game uh or the second of a back-to-back game uh before this so this is their only second time winning on a back-to-back so you know, and you could tell early on in this game that the Chicago Bulls didn't have the legs in this game. You, you could tell that early on. It was evident with the way that the Chicago Bulls are out there playing, uh, missing some shots early on, uh, you know, just shots falling out, uh, falling short, things like that. But the Bulls were able to turn it around to still get a victory, and there was a lot of pieces that went into that. Now, one thing that I do want to talk about, we're going to talk about some of the individual performances, but I would be remiss if I did not talk about the way that Andre Drummond was absolutely beastly last night, only playing in 19 minutes, but he made his physical presence felt in every single one of those minutes he was out there, and he was also picking pockets with five steals out there, 12 points, eight rebounds, five steals, one assist, two blocks, Andre Drummond in 19 minutes came out there and played some of the best defense that we've seen played on Victor Wimbiama. And so, you know, matter of fact, Billy Donovan said this after the game. Uh, Drummond against uh, Webanyana. Do you think it, it seemed like he physically dominated him and took him out of the game? What did you see there? Yeah, I mean, defensively, he's a handful just because he's so long. And even when you get angles to the basket, you still have got to try to finish over him. But I did think the physicality of, of of Andre on both ends of the floor. One, I think, when he was trying to cut and move the physicality, when he tried to get a little bit closer to the basket, you know, Andre holding him up. And then I think even though at times maybe Andre didn't get the ball, him occupying him, you know, physically where he had to work to get around in front of him or he got pinned behind him, those things helped us because clearly, you know, he was a factor – at the basket and, and certainly blocked a lot of shots. And it wasn't just our guards. He, he, he blocked some of our, you know, he got drum a couple times. I think he maybe got somebody else, but he's just so long and, and deceptive. And that just goes to show the presence that Andre Drummond can still have in this league. And while he's been around the league for a very long time, and it's often, you know, easy to look at him as he's much older than what he is, he just turned 30 in August. And Andre Drummond is still, you know, he's one of the best backup bigs in the absolute league. 
And it's good to see him, you know, get that recognition and be able to still be effective and impact the game. I know a lot of Bulls fans want to see Andre Drummond play more minutes, and I can understand that, especially with the way that he plays in some of these games. He leaves some things to be desired at times, but I, I would be remiss. And I know uh, he didn't have the biggest performance, but he made a super huge impact in what he in what he did last night. And, you know, it was good to see Andre Drummond and even, you know, Dalen Terry you know, playing a little practical joke on him, pouring the water on him uh, after the game and things like that. And, you know, Andre Drummond saying this. Andre, that's uh, three straight wins, eight out of your last 11. You guys saved your best quarter for last in the fourth quarter. How much of a roll are you guys on right now? It's a lot of fun right now. It's a lot of fun right now. We're playing some good basketball. We've got to stay with it. We've got uh, one more. And I'll get <laughs> There's that. <laughs> Damn. I feel great. <laughs> and so this is just, I just want to celebrate the players and, and everything. Like I said, with all the Zach Levine trade news going on, we'll have a video on the most recent Zach Levine trade stuff to come out here in the middle of today. So be on the lookout for that. But I just want to spend the time just celebrating the players that are just playing extremely well on this, on this team. But to get back to this game, right, to look at this game, Kobe White, once again, 22 points, six rebounds, five assists, absolutely filling it up. And of, of those 22 points, 12 of those came in just the fourth quarter of this game. And that is, that, listen, Kobe White is more than just stats at this point. Like, yeah, the 12 points in the fourth quarter is absolutely amazing. And at a time where the, the San Antonio Spurs were closing the lead, Kobe came out there and said, uh-uh, going five and five in the fourth quarter, two for two uh, from three-point range, uh, one assist and 12 points to lead the Chicago Bulls in the fourth quarter. And then Patrick Williams, not a bad uh, fourth quarter at all from him, three for three from the field as well. And we'll talk about Patrick Williams here in a little bit because his play deserves some notice and recognition on its own as well. But Kobe White just continues to ascend and continues to just be that star-level impact player for the Chicago Bulls. Right now, the Bulls are playing the way that they're playing in a large part because of the play and performance they're getting from the point. And one thing with Billy Donovan, even me not being the biggest Billy Donovan guy, you got to acknowledge Billy Donovan's system has been looking good and it always looks at its best when you have a player uh, at the point guard position playing at a high level. And Kobe White is bringing that. He's playing amazingly well over this time period. And he's just finding ways, not only on the offensive side, but the defensive side of the ball. And that is why this it's like this play from Kobe White it feels so legit and it feels sustainable, even though, you know, we haven't seen Kobe play like this for a whole season yet, but it feels like this is going to be sustainable because of the effort, the way that he's working, the way that he's understanding the game, those deep threes that he is taking and the methodology behind it to extend the defense and open some things, uh, lanes up for DeMar and stuff like that. So Kobe White is, continues to be the reason why he should, it, he should be the story in Chicago sports right now, him and Connor Bedard, because Kobe White's just balling out, and it's good to see him do this at a time where he's still not even in his prime yet. Kobe White could still get better, and that's the part that makes this because you know he's owned his own development. He's gone into the offseason and worked on things of his game, going to work with dribble too much, understanding how to do a defense, his basketball IQ rising, him turning into the leader before our eyes as well. Kobe White is absolutely killing it right now, and I want to give Kobe White his flowers. But DeMar DeRozan as well in this game, 21 points, 5 assists, 4 rebounds. He was 9 of 15 from the field. Efficient night from DeMar DeRozan as well. But the thing with DeMar in this game, understanding how to pick his spots, DeMar is adapting really well. You're going to have your time periods, of course, just by the nature of how DeMar gets his shots, where it slows down the offense. Sometimes that's going to be needed, though. But what DeMar is doing at the age that he's doing it at, playing 36 minutes in this game, still able to get the Bulls buckets where we need it, and also be able to get to the free throw line when the Bulls need it. But he didn't even have to get to the free throw line a whole hell of a lot this game. Only two, two free throws for DeMar this game. 
How how often have we said that? And Demar still have a have positive plus minus of plus ten. Took care of business. Vooch still still the bad shooting nights from Vooch. We uh, the stat sheet looks solid, right? Sixteen points, five rebounds, three assists, one steal. But it, when you watch this game, you know Vooch is just. I, I want I want Vooch to shoot the ball better, and I think that really comes down to the Vooch shoots more towards his career averages as far as percentage. We're talking about Vooch easily being like a like an 18, 19, and 11 player. So, you know, he's he, and he's not too far off from that. 16 and 10 is what he's averaging right now. He's 11th in the NBA in overall rebounding. So, you know, that that's that's some signs for positivity there. But at the end of the day, I think, you know, I want to see Vooch pick his spots better. Now, of course, he was going up against Wimby, who may give him some issues. But just like the way that Andre Drummond just bodied, especially like when Collins was on him off, uh, defensively, Andre Drummond was just like, hey, no, I'm finna dunk it on you. And I would like to see, you know, Vooch kind of understand how to how to use his matchups a little bit better at times. But that's a story for another day. Uh, uh, Alex Caruso, four for six in this game with eight points, three steals, three. Re- I'm sorry. Yeah, three steals, three rebounds, three assists, um, playing really good in this game. Impactful game without needing to necessarily score. And then we got another big game off the bench. I already talked about Andre Drummond. We also got uh, 11 points from Ayo Desumu. He goes five of eight um, in this game. And uh, Dalen Terry, once again, positive plus minus. He didn't hit a single shot, but he had three rebounds, three assists, a positive plus minus of plus 11. Dalen Terry's playing some really good energy and defensive minutes for the Chicago Bulls, and I don't want that to go overlooked either in, in a time like this. But the Bulls get a win. They're, they're streaking now. They're on a three-game winning streak. And Patrick Williams in this game. I want to talk about Patrick. I talked about how he had a big fourth quarter as well with Kobe White. And overall, Patrick Williams having a big second half of this game, which is really important to see his play in the second half. You know, he finishes the game with 18 points, but 14 of those just come in the second half of this game. And he finishes with 18 points, four rebounds, two assists, one steal, one block. And I think it's time to start. I know that Kobe, and like I've always said, and I keep saying Kobe White deserves to be the story because he's not just taking a step, he's taking a leap. But I think it's it's time to start. And I've said before, I was hesitant to say it, but I think it's time to start saying that Kobe, I'm sorry, Patrick Williams is turning the corner, maybe has turned the corner. When you look at his last 15 games, this is one of the most impressive 15-game stretches of Patrick Williams' career. It's always been consistency has been where Patrick Williams has fallen short at. 14 points per game, 5 rebounds, 1.7 assists. He's also averaging a block and a steal per game. He's doing that on 50, 52% shooting from the field, 52% shooting from three-point range. Patrick Williams is is legit right now. And yes, we're not talking about the high ceiling that, that people looked at for Patrick Williams to have where he's not having a superstar-level impact yet. But much like Kobe White did last season, the thing that I keep saying is that he's now setting the groundwork. He's setting the groundwork to maybe build off of this in the offseason, build that confidence for the remainder of this season, and then build off that foundation next season and maybe take a leap like we've seen Kobe White take a leap. And so those opportunities he's taking the most of. And the thing that makes it really good in this stretch as well is that he's not doing it on many more shots than he's averaged over his career. He's about an eight-shot-per-game player over his career, closer to nine. He's doing this over these last 10 games on 10.2 shots per game and still having an amazing impact. And that's what you want to see from Patrick Williams. He's right now balling out over the last 15 games. And so, like, and, I'm, and I wanted to make sure I point out the last 15 because that is even more than the uh, the, the, the the 11 games because the Bulls are now 8-3 and three since Zach Levine went down. But Patrick Williams started turning it around before then. And I want to acknowledge that. Pat is putting together a solid second part of this season so far. Let's see if he can continue it. But some of the key things that, that are making this easy for Patrick Williams, he's moving out the ball more, which is good. He's only had three single-digit 
um, scoring performances in the last 15 games for those that are big on scoring, and he's being efficient with the t- with the opportunities that he's getting. But even outside of that, Patrick Williams is finally starting to give that consistent effort, effort defensively, which he's always really given, right? Giving that effort defensively, but then on top of that, still giving a solid enough offense. And we're seeing him take players off the dribble. He did that today. There was a time where he could have taken the open three, kind of hesitated there for a minute. I'm not even talking about the highlight dunk. That, that was amazing to see from him as well. They kind of sealed the game. But getting to the mid-range, we're starting to see Patrick Williams have spots on the floor. And that is one of the most like exciting parts of his offensive game is he's starting to get spots. And when he gets to those spots, you know he's going to be effective and, 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 and usually make it. We're starting to see him hit floaters more oftenly. We're seeing him use his, because he has a high release on his mid-range shot. He's using that to create some separation. He's, he's taking players off the dribble more. He still needs to tighten up that dribble. I would love to see Patrick Williams. If I had to pick any one thing right now, be definitely to work on that dribble this offseason. But he's really starting to do it. And he's doing this on 10 shots per game. But then when you look at defensively, I want to talk about the experience, the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code Bull Central to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. The quiet uh, the rim protector we're starting to see in Patrick Williams. When you look at it right now, his rim defense ranks out at a 42, which is it puts him in still the middle of the pack as far as um, as far as rim protection defensively. But let's look at the, the frequency. So he he right now he's in a position of 39.8 percent of his opportunities is his rim defense. So he could test those shots um, right now when he's on the floor at 39.8 percent. Keep in mind. The highest player that has this is 59% for Miles Turner, and that's a center. And then his block percentage. Right now, Patrick Williams is in the 90th percentile. That's extremely well of block of blocks per game. He's hitting it at a 3.7% clip, meaning when he's in position to get a block, he's getting that at a rate much higher than the average rate of all NBA players, much less power forwards. So right now, he is turning into a rim protector defensively. Now, we got to see it maintained consistently for a whole season, but he's really developing that aspect in part of his game. And if that continues with the on-ball defense he's already played, he's already been playing, he is now adding so much to his game, so much to his game. We're talking about him now understanding how also to be a weak side defender and a help defender. Patrick Williams is putting together a really good season. He's also in the 70, uh, 72 percentile as far as deflections per game. He is having a really good defensive uh, season. It doesn't always show up in like the averages, but when you look at the advanced analytics, he is really putting together a solid season. And so I think it's time to start talking about Patrick Williams because he's been doing it so consistently this season of turning that corner. I was hesitant to say it. I said before, he's approaching that corner, but no, he's finally starting to turn that corner. And you can see how Patrick Williams is impacting winning. And that's one of the best things about Patrick Williams' season and game so far. And the synergy between him and Kobe White It's there and it's evident as well. And I, for one, love to see it, man. But let me know what you guys think. 
down below on the season that Patrick Williams is having um, after me throwing those numbers out at you. But let's go ahead and get back to the Bulls, right? So the Bulls now, are they've gotten to 8-3 and three over this stretch since uh, Zach Levine has been down. And this is an amazing uh, stretch for the Chicago Bulls. They're doing it offensively, playing at a better pace, um, moving the ball around more. The offensive rebound, they're still the number one offensive rebounding team in the league. They're getting the second most second chance points in the league right now. We've talked about how that helped them, but it's also spreading the ball around. We are now seeing a team that is spreading the ball around even more, having now six players to score in double digits after having eight players score in double digits last time. And we very well, if Alex Caruso would have made one more bucket, we would have had seven players score in double digits. This team is playing as a team and it's starting to turn heads and ask that question on what is the ceiling for this Chicago Bulls team? And I think it's time to start changing the expectations for what the Chicago Bulls can be this season. They're right now only a half game back of Atlanta for that for that final playoff spot. I'm play in spot, I should say. Sorry, not play in spot, playoff spot. They're only a half game back. Now, while I've always said it's way too early to really start looking at standings, I really don't start paying attention to those close standings until about February, mid-February, somewhere in that, basically around the All-Star break is when I really start looking at that um, because I think that that's selling. But right now, the Bulls are playing at a pace. They're playing at a net rating. Uh, they're playing at, uh, they're getting uh, the, the differential of a team that is a playoff team. When you look at what they've done over the stretch, having a point differential of over 3.4, that would put them towards the top of the league. When you look at most playoff teams, you're looking at 2.6s, 1.1s. So the Bulls are playing playoff-style basketball right now. Now, again, they haven't always faced off against the best opponents like last night was against the Spurs. But the thing is, is that the Bulls are now heading into an easy part of their schedule, an easier part of their schedule. And so when you look at the team above them, like the Atlanta Hawks that have been struggling, the Bulls are playing much better basketball than the Atlanta Hawks right now. They're 4-6 and six in the last 10. The Bulls are 7-3. and three. Also look at the Brooklyn Nets. They're one game above 500, but again, close enough to where the Chicago Bulls can definitely pass them up. And the Cleveland Cavaliers, with the injuries that they have right now, yes, they're, they're three games above 500. But that could be a team that starts going on maybe a losing streak to see their depth. Now they're 6-4 and four in their last 10. They did lose their last game as well. But there's starting to be those storylines that you can look at. The Bulls legitimately making a run out of this. Now, there are still questions to answer before we can do that. What do we get back from the Zach Levine deal? Does Zach Levine come back? Does he end up just staying here? And then how does he acclimate to that? Do, do the team st stay, stay playing at this level and this rate when the games get tough? They will have a tough stretch over this season. Right, It's not going to be all sunshine and rainbows, even with the schedule getting easier, but you're, you're seeing a team now that's playing with the heart, that's playing with the determination, that's executing in a way that it feels like this team is can legitimately go on a run. And so, you, you know, Pat, I mean, Pat talked about it over on Locked on Bulls, and he said that he can see this team outright making the playoffs. Now, I'm not necessarily saying I see that quite yet, but I do see a path to that happening. They got so much more that they need to do. They need to have a solid month of January, and then we can see that. But we're now only four games below 500, heading into one of our easier stretches. Um, and we'll see what that means for the Chicago Bulls, man. I do think that now it's time to start changing that expectation for the Chicago Bulls, meaning it's not just about being a tough team anymore. I said at one point, this ain't about wins and losses. It's about the development, and that's still true. But it may be time for me to start changing my mindset and be like, no, this is still about wins and losses. And those things are going to matter. This team is now the 11th. They're right now at, at 11. They could be number 10 by the end of this week, depending on what happens when we play on Saturday. And so we'll see, man. But it's an exciting time right now. And I think those expectations around the Chicago Bulls needs to change because we are having players perform at their best right now. And they're playing as a team. And that's what makes it seem sustainable. And Billy Donovan's system is looking the best it, ha it has since Lonzo Ball went down besides the 14-9 stretch with, with Pat Bev, because I know somebody's going to point that out. But 
Let me know what you guys think. Is it time? Do you think it's time to start changing the expectations of what this season could be for the Chicago Bulls? Are you waiting on the Zach Levine trade to say that? Are you waiting on Zach to come back, see how he acclimates? Let me know what you guys think on that down below. But with that said, told you once the Bulls are winning, mailbag gets crazy. So we got two voicemails we're going to play today. This one is for my Uncle Mingo. Hey, what up, nephew? This is Mingo, man. Just call the vent for a hot second, man. Check it. So it's Thursday morning. I wake the fuck up. I want to see about the Bulls. They they just played the Lakers. I know this shit going to be on goddamn Sports Center. I turn on, first thing they talk about was NB 51 points. That's cool. That's 51 points. They switched from that shit to the Lakers. No, no, no. They switched from that to the Celtics. Boom. The Celtics beat the shit out of somebody. They go from that to football. Now, come on, goddamn. They ain't even play Wednesday. They go from that to girls, college basketball, boys college basketball. No Lakers. Man, we talking about this this dude, the GOAT. Lakers got to be on Sports Center. Brown played for one of the top, what, three teams in the league? You got to talk about that. They gave us a hot 20 seconds at the end of Sports Center. Really didn't talk about them getting their ass whooped, but then go to the post interview with AD, Brown. You, you ain't talk about Kobe and the, and, and the three threes, X amount of games. Uh, Jordan didn't hold that record. Uh, Zach been there almost a decade. He ain't hold that shit. Uh, bro, it's crazy, man. Only way I say, man, they're going to talk about us. We got to start winning playoff games. Because how the world going to know what we got over here? We got Kobe, Io, And I ain't saying Io. you know what I'm saying? He, he a starter. He ain't he, no you know, Steve Kerr, Paxton, whatever the fuck you want to call him. I'm just saying, like, the world needs to know what we doing over here. You better talk about the Laker losing streak than the Bulls winning. Uh, just call the event, bro. I'll holler at you. The national media and the Chicago Bulls, and I've said this before, the national media does not change their stance or their, their narrative during, usually during the season. It would have to take Kobe White to have an MVP-level uh, 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 season for them to start changing that narrative. They're not going to get a lot of notice. Now, here's one thing that we could change that on. The Bulls start having some national media games coming up and if, or nationally televised games coming up. And if, that, if the Bulls win on that nationally televised stage and Kobe White keeps looking like he has, I think that that's when you're going to start seeing that. We play a game on ABC January 3rd against the New York Knicks at that. We have a game on TNT in mid-January against the Toronto Raptors, which they may flex out of that. We got a couple of games coming up on ESPN in February. So this is when it's going to start changing. Now, we need to keep this level of play up. And I think the further this, this Bulls win streak goes and they play better consistently over time, it's only so long. But, yeah, the national media right now still sleep on the Chicago Bulls. They're still sleep on the season that Kobe White's having. But if we keep doing it, they can only stay asleep so long. And here's the thing. Even if they do stay asleep this season, that's cool. We'll take it. Because guess what? The Bulls right now are killing it. And rather you, you can deny it if you want to. You can not cover it if you want to. But guess what? When you start talking about those losses that those teams you do want to cover take, it's going to be at the hands of the Chicago Bulls. But thank you for the voicemail, Unc. Uh, let's go ahead and get to the next voicemail. Uh, this one's from No Sage. Theo Hayes, it's No Sage for your mailbag. Seen red after this 76ers win. Look, I got a few random thoughts here. I'll try to make it quick. Thank you for giving me a shout-out on the pod and for my podcast, Hip Pod Heads. That's H-I-P-P-O-D-H-E-D-Z. And speaking of spelling, hey, my name is No Sage. That's K-N-O-W. Not known Sage, but I digress. I just wanted to say, what's your thoughts on if we should trade AC or not? Because I know a lot of folks feel like his value is at its max right now. So a lot of Bulls Nation fans want to see him go to get some money or get some trades or whatever. But anyhow, I just wanted to give you your flowers, man. Like, I followed you since you took over Lockdown Bulls, and actually I followed uh, Big Dave and Matt first. 
And then when you took a spot, I was like, oh, man, who is this guy? I don't know if they're going to be able, he's going to be able to bring it. And then, sure enough, you brought the goods, so I had to follow you on all your Breaks Media channels and everything. So it's just been a blessing, man. I know you've been on a high this last weekend, so just keep the positivity going. And um, let's Bulls Nation uh, crew will keep um, following on with you. And then my last thought is that I'm bringing my Boy Scout crew to the Windy City Bulls game next month. So I'm hoping that uh, Jalen Terry and uh, Julian Phillips will be cooking it up on uh, January 20th. That's it. Peace. First of all, let me apologize for you. I did think it was known Sage. Let me take the end off that. So no Sage. But should the Bulls trade Alice Caruso? Here's the thing that I'm going to say on that. No. I don't think the Bulls should trade Alice Caruso. I think when you look at the impact that Caruso has, especially now as the team is gearing, I just said, let's start changing our expectations for the team. This team is winning, and I don't think you trade a player like Alice Caruso that does have such an impact on winning, impact on development. He's a culture setter. I don't think the Bulls are going to trade that because I do think they are still trying to win now. Now, if we were going full blow up, yeah, because you, you, you can get a lot back in, in, in first round picks for Alice Caruso or something back, especially with his contract being decent. But overall, no, I don't think the Bulls should trade Alex Caruso. I think he's so important to what this team does and what we're trying to build here that it's more important to keep him here and reward what he's been building because you want guys that help set culture. You want guys that help set tone. You also want guys who can fit into any lineup. Alex Caruso can fit into almost any lineup at multiple positions because of the way that he plays and his effort base. So, no, to me, I don't want to see the Bulls trade Alex Caruso. But, guys, let me know what you guys think on everything on that down below. Oh, what's far before we go, uh, the, as far as taking over Locked on Bulls, thank you for that. Like, I think that there was a lot of doubt when we took when we took over Locked on Bulls because I was still new. Like, Chicago Bulls Central, was that was that we weren't even through our first year yet when, I, when we took over Locked on Bulls. And so me and Pat's chemistry was rocky at first. We've come a long way with that. So I definitely think that, um, that I appreciate that people have noticed that, and I love what that show has become, and me and Pat aren't done yet. But let me know what you guys think on everything down below. Make sure you're following the show at Bull Central Pod on every social media platform. You can also send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullcentralpod at gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, the number to do, do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related, thanks to you guys. And like I liked in everything on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See you right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.